This is the Elevate Student Ministry Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Dominic. Welcome to Elevate, the student ministry of Living Word Church, where we exist to exalt Christ, make disciples, and equip the saints. Thank you for sharing some of your time with us today. May it elevate Jesus and encourage you. Let's get started. Tonight we're kind of going off topic a little bit. This was something that was on my heart recently. And I'd like to share it with you. And it's a refocusing in how we think a little bit. Tonight I want to take a look at wisdom. And if I have to break the ice, I'll tell on myself about my lack of wisdom. I'm not sure how many years ago now. But I was 18, and I was on the Muskogee Turnpike between Oklahoma and Arkansas coming home for Thanksgiving. I was on this, I had, I had a, a little sports car that I was very proud of, and it was pretty fast. And you can probably see where this story was going, but the Muskogee Turnpike is wide open, and it's straight, and it's just endless. And it's like four lanes wide on each side, and it was just, it took nothing at all. And on sheer impulse, I was like, let's go. And I was caught in the middle of let's go. And thank God I was caught just a few minutes after I started slowing down, because just a little bit faster, and I would have been off to county jail. It would have been terrible. I was an idiot, and I learned a very important lesson at 18, that the joy of going fast is not worth the sadness of the consequences. And thank goodness my consequences have never been more than an enormous speeding ticket. But I lost my cool car because you can't afford insurance uh, with the stupidity level that I had at 18, and the rest is history. Wisdom stands on a knife. We are, at every moment in our lives, one decision away from making our lives better or making our lives worse, or pushing ourselves closer to the Lord, or pushing ourselves further away from Him, or affecting someone else's life positively or negatively. At every moment, like right now, you have a choice of how you're going to spend the next however many minutes And whenever you leave these doors, you're going to have a choice. Every minute is another opportunity for your life to take a hard left or a hard right. And what will will plant you, what will anchor you, is wisdom. And I want to take a look at what wisdom actually is. Because it may not be what you think. It may be a little bit deeper. Oftentimes... We ask the question, is this wrong? Because the logic is, if it's not wrong, then it must be. You can talk back to me. So this is is how we navigate life, right? Is it wrong? Yes or no? If it's not wrong, it must be right. Let's go. Green light, right? And, and, you know, as kind of a side note, in my big speeding ticket, I wasn't even asking, is this wrong? I I I was so foolish, I wasn't even asking that question. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. For those of you who are still bringing your physical Bibles, proud of you. I hope you have enjoyed being able to follow along in a very different way than just on your phones. But if all you have is your phone, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you have access to a Bible. Thank you, Lord, for our freedoms. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Now, in the verses before, leading up to verse 15, I'm going to start in verse 7 and just listen as you're turning there. It says, therefore, do not become partners with them, talking about about evildoers, about people that don't follow the Lord. Don't be partners with them, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So you've changed. Your very character, your very nature has changed. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So this is our context. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Those who are walking in the light, those who are child's children of the light, whose identity has changed from those of darkness, those in ignorance, those in blindness, to those in the light, are pursuing knowing what's pleasing of the Lord. So jump to verse 15. <coughs> Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The word of God is advising us to be aware, be aware in every situation. When it's talking about how then you walk, it's talking about just like this daily day journey that we're on. This is the, the monotony of going to school, of, of being at home, being with siblings, of how you interact with your friends, this is just the day-to-day walk. Be advised how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So if this is a day-to-day thing, it means that wisdom is not situationally based. It's not like you're just going along in life and suddenly there is this one big problem. And it's now, in this moment, that you need wisdom. No, wisdom is moment by moment. It's in everything. We walk through wisdom. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of our time. We're being cautioned to take advantage of every minute. Every minute. 60 seconds can be life-altering. How fast does it take to have a car accident? Because all it took was one foolish moment or less. How, how long does it take to say something sideways about someone or to someone and it damages them? It takes less than a moment. Every moment that God gives us is an opportunity one way or the other. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Why? Because the days are evil. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13, that's one chapter over. If you're in a physical Bible, all you have to do is turn the page. Chapter 6, verse 12, it talks about what does it mean that our days are evil? It says, we do not wrestle, we do not war, we do not fight against flesh and blood. You're not fighting each other, you're not fighting your parent, you're not fighting your friends, you're not fighting your enemies. You're not fighting against people that you can see, but against the rulers and against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Behind so many of the events 
that are turning us on each other, that are turning us away from God. There are spiritual forces at war, and they want to shamefully and utterly destroy you. They want to call you away and distract you from the God of life, from being light and salt in the world. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And this is echoing verse 10. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Understand what the will of the Lord is. So I want to elevate the question, is this wrong? As a, as a litmus test, as a, a way of framing what we should do. So next time you're thinking through a text message you're going to send, you're like, ah, is this wrong to send? Or, or should I really do this? Should I go there? Should I, should I watch this movie? Should I, whatever that is. Instead of processing the situation through, is this wrong? Because human logic says that if it's not wrong, it's right. I'd like to elevate that question a little bit from Ephesians 5 and say, what if a better question, what if a more spiritually mature question is, is this wise? And I promise you, from, as someone who has made the foolish choices and has nearly car wrecked my life, literally and metaphorically, and knowing a lot of people who have car wrecked their lives, their question was probably because they were asking, is it wrong? But if you could get a hold of, if you could plant the seed in your heart of asking the question, is this wise, it will change everything for you. You'll see life differently, and you're going to make decisions where as your friends get lost behind in the dark, tripped up and stumbling, you're going to look back and go, whoa, how did I get here? Because you're asking a different question. So I want to process a little bit about what foolishness is and what wisdom is. Is this wise? Before we're done, before we're done with e-groups, I want to ask the question, and I hope that you can answer the question, what is wisdom? How can I get it? I want to begin with the opposite of wisdom, foolishness. I want to talk about that for just a minute. Proverbs defines foolishness as someone who is walking contrary to wisdom. Okay, well, that doesn't help us very much. But it's someone who follows their impulses, their inclinations. Someone who is unable to be corrected. Someone who is unable to be improved. Someone who is unable to be reformed. In Proverbs, if you run through Proverbs, here are, here are the symptoms of foolishness. Listen to these. Poor judgment, yeah, had poor judgment, didn't work out well. Impulsive towards your feelings, you reject correction and discipline, you're quick to argue. I'll pause there for a second. Anyone like convicted? Quick to argue? Fast to anger, desiring violence, lazy, greedy for things that lack real importance, irreverent to parents, gossip, quick to make promises you're not going to keep, Prideful, easily led into sexual sin, deceptive, repeats the same mistakes again and again, godless. In fact, Proverbs often uses foolishness and wickedness interchangeably. 
being called a fool is the harshest and most condemning insult that the Bible has. Like whatever your worst cuss words are that you can summon to mind, if the Bible calls you a fool, if God calls you a fool, you are worse. Because this is someone that not only is choosing the worst, it's someone who knows better and chooses it anyway. You're self-destructing and knowing it. Jesus actually warns against calling people a fool because it's such a strong word biblically. So foolishness is simply being unteachable and following your feelings and impulses. Now counter that with wisdom. If you look through Proverbs, the symptoms of wisdom are good decisions, long life, humility, a hunger for knowledge, being attractive to other people, prosperity, being persuasive, having a good reputation, being prepared for the future, being sought by those who are in power and influence, being given more authority, having safety from harm, being a good counselor to others, having obedience to the Lord. And honestly, this is just scratching the surface. If you read through Proverbs and you're looking for the descriptions of the wise. Do not be unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord. Wisdom, anytime we talk about wisdom, is usually defined as applying knowledge to situations. Like you gain a lot of head knowledge, and then we might define wisdom as knowing how to use that knowledge to make it work, to understand how to handle situations. There's a, an old story about someone who has a creaky board in their house, and they did everything they could to try to deal with the creaky board, so they finally called a carpenter like a specialist, and he came in, and he analyzed it, and he took one nail, and he hammered it in the board, and the creek went away. And on his way out, he charged them $75.10. And they couldn't imagine how his visiting for five minutes would have such a big bill. And he said it was $0.10 cents for the nail, and it was $75 to know where to put the nail. That's, that's wisdom. It's knowing where to put it. It's knowing how to handle a situation. But wisdom isn't just gaining head knowledge, and applying it, what we have here in Ephesians is actually a very different definition. The definition here is, what is wisdom? Verse 17, therefore do not be foolish. All right, well, what's the opposite of that? But understand what the will of the Lord is. For God's people, wisdom isn't just knowing what to do. Wisdom is knowing what God's will is for a situation. It's a very specific nail because all the wisdom in the world might say, this is the right direction. This is the right answer. And God may say, actually, I want you to do this because my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are deeper than your thoughts. I am all knowing. I see the future and I'm calling you to follow my will over your will. Earthly wisdom may say, before you get married, why don't you live together for six months just to see if you're compatible? Well, you can play that out in the math. Maybe that makes sense, but that's not God's will. Earthly wisdom says, make sure you always keep as much money as you can. And sometimes God is going to say, my will is that you give it all away. Knowing the will of God. Verse 10, discerning what is pleasing. Verse 17, understanding the will of the Lord. And this definition holds up in Proverbs. Turn your Bibles. Here's one that's probably already highlighted in your Bible. 
to Proverbs chapter 3. If you're looking for it, cut your Bible in half. You're going to be in Psalms, Proverbs, or Isaiah. Proverbs chapter 3. What if wisdom is defined as knowing the will of the Lord? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And what does it say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All right, so as you're coming up against situations every day, conversations every day, decisions every day, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So this is saying this isn't about your wisdom. This isn't about how you think you should apply knowledge. This is about trusting in the Lord. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. When you're confused, when you're not sure what to do next, stop leaning on your wisdom. Stop leaning on what you think is best. And may you pursue knowing God's will for a situation because it's then that he's going to Straighten things out. Straighten things out. Verse 7, be not wise in your own eyes. It's not about your own personal wisdom. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Did you know that wisdom isn't a man-made thing? It's not something that man came up with. We're already here in Proverbs. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 8. Here is why knowing the will of God is real wisdom. Man, I don't even know where to start. It's all just so good. Verse 1, does not wisdom call? Does it not understanding raise her voice? What's going to do here in this proverb so you're not confused is that wisdom is going to be personified as a person. And what we're reading about is wisdom personified. Let's jump down to, oh man, it's just so good. I'm not even sure where to start. Uh, let's go to verse 8. All the words of my mouth are righteous. This is wisdom speaking. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands. And write to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Keep reading with me. Let's go to 22, verse 22. And the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work. Where did wisdom come from? The first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up. At the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped. Before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields. Or the first of the dust of the world. When he was established to heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. A circle on the face of the deep. As in here in Proverbs, hundreds of years before anyone knew the earth was round. God wrote about it. It's so cool. So where does wisdom come from? It is a very attribute of God. It is 
a part of God himself. It is the character of God. So when, when God gives wisdom, it's just like all the other fruit of the Spirit. Kind of like we talked about a couple weeks ago. He doesn't go and get a salt shaker of something and he like shakes out some joy or some love or whatever. No, when God gives wisdom, he gives himself. And so what is wisdom? You're operating through the very power and knowledge of the Holy Spirit inside of you when you operate in real wisdom because it's of God. It's a divine gift. It's a divine quality of him that he gives. In James it says, do you lack wisdom? Ask and God will give it to you. And God gives us himself in wisdom. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So how do we speak in wisdom? Well, we know God's will for our words. How do I have wisdom in friendships? Well, we know God's will for friendships. How do I act wisely with my job or with my boss? We know God's will for how we act in our jobs and with authority figures. How can I be wise with my family? Well, what's God's will for your family? How can I be wise with health? How can I be wise with money? How can I be wise with sex? How can I be wise with my relationships? How can I be wise at school? Well, what's God's will for money and sex and relationships? What's God's will for those things? And whenever you say, yes, is this wise, and you're operating in God's will, that's genuine, holy wisdom that has come from eternity past because it is of God himself. That's wisdom. Proverbs 1.7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I'd love for your e-group leaders to unpack what is that? What is the fear of the Lord? It's a great question. One time in recorded history. Once. So if you're ever kind of hoping that it's going to happen to you, you have to realize that it's only ever happened once. But there was one time in human recorded history that God actually asked someone to make a wish. Ask of me, and I will give you what you ask for. Once. And it was Solomon. Solomon was in this really tricky place. He was taking over a country. And he was following the greatest king that ever lived and probably will ever live, his father David. His father David, who had a heart after God's heart, who united a broken people, who defeated every enemy that came against him. David. And he is stepping into shoes he will never, ever fit. And the weight of this is on his shoulders. And God comes to Solomon and says, Solomon, what would you have if you could ask me for anything? And Solomon asked for wisdom. I challenge you, can you think of something better to ask for? Think about it. Go home tonight. Think about it. Text me when you come up with an answer. Is there something you could ask for that is greater than wisdom? And God said, 
you didn't ask me for wealth. You didn't ask me for power. You didn't ask me for great armies. And so because you asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you wealth. And I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you great armies. I want to give you all the things you didn't ask for. You know what's funny about wisdom? You have to have it to know you want it. You have to be wise enough to pursue it. Isn't that interesting? A fool doesn't ask for wisdom. A fool doesn't desire more of it. A fool doesn't go looking for it because they're acting on their impulses and they can't be taught. But it takes wisdom to say, I'm not perfect and I need correction. Can you teach me? I don't know everything and I want to learn. Or give me feedback on how I did. Give me constructive criticism. It takes wisdom to desire and pursue wisdom. So if tonight, if in here right now, you made a decision and you said, God, pour wisdom into me. I need wisdom in my life. Then you have already made your first step. You have already leaned into wisdom and are operating in it. That's so cool to me. So I want to give you three takeaways. If you're still in Proverbs, great. If you're not, get there. Proverbs chapter 1, right there at the beginning. Three easy takeaways. Proverbs 1. Now remember, you're not even going to follow these unless you already have wisdom. And if you think that you need to grow in it, here's a great opportunity for you to show you already have it. Proverbs chapter 1. I'm going to set the stage with verse 1 and 2, and then we're going to jump to verse 5. It's so simple. Verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon. Hey, the wisest guy who ever lived. The one who had the wisdom to ask God for wisdom, and God said yes. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction to understand words of insight, to receive instruction and wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity. Let's jump down to verse 5. Here you go. Let the wise, you have to be wise to pursue wisdom, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. One, two, three. How do you gain wisdom? You listen. You increase in learning. And you pursue wise guidance or counsel. One, two, three. Where do you think is the primary place we go to listen and to grow in knowledge? We grow in the knowledge of his will. Right here. What kind of people are the wise counsel? They're people that are educated right here that love and breathe God's word. Why? Because what is wisdom? It's knowing the will of God for a situation. And so right here is where we listen. Right here is where we learn. Right here is where we know the people that we can turn to for wise counsel because they're the people that are living and breathing this thing. So next time you're tempted to do more talking than listening, slow down and listen. The next time that you want to put off learning, stop and learn. And the next time you're really confused about what to do, know who in your life to ask. Wisdom isn't knowing everything. Wisdom is knowing where to get the answers. I'll say that again. Wisdom isn't knowing everything. It's knowing who to ask. 
Listen, learn, wise counsel. Listen, learn, wise counsel. Some of you have already tapped out and you missed number one. Listen, learn, wise counsel. If you haven't paid attention until right now, this is worth the whole night. I got this from one of my old professors. 60 seconds of indiscretion can destroy a lifetime of testimony, but a lifetime of testimony can lead a multitude to the Father. He would say that at the end of every class. 60 seconds of indiscretion can destroy a lifetime of testimony, but a lifetime of testimony can lead a multitude to the Father. That's wisdom in a nutshell. Every minute is an opportunity for wisdom. So be careful how you walk. Live as wise, not an unwise. Learning and pursuing and knowing the will of the Father. Because knowing God's will for a situation is wisdom. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people. May these be the people that listen, that learn, and pursue wise counsel. Let your word be the pursuit of their hearts. Let them hunger to know your will, to know how to please you. And open their eyes to the people in their lives that know your word, that would give wise counsel. I thank you so much for those in here who are listening, those who are learning, and those that are receiving wise counsel even right now tonight. Let them have the wisdom to go looking for wisdom, to desire and hunger for it. Let them fear you as the starting point. We surrender these things to you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to all of you who have subscribed, shared episodes, and left reviews. If you would like to learn more about Elevate, you can visit us at iloveelevate.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for everything you do that brings faith, hope, and love to the world around you. Now go, follow Jesus.